0: Hey everyone this is Xiang, the host of Women Talk STEM. Today I have a really exciting guest for us. Do you want to introduce yourself? Yeah uh, my name is Josie
1: Holliday. Um, I'm a computer engineer and I work in software development.
0: Awesome. Do you want to and tell I'm... me a little bit about what you do?
1: Yeah first I want to say I'm so excited to be on this podcast. Um, you're incredible and inspire me so I'm so excited to share my story. Um so yeah, what do I do? So I'm a computer engineer by training. I went to university for that. And now I do software engineering um, and really web development. And so I just kind of like build websites uh, for people and and you know all that. Awesome. So what got you into your degree? So I did not start in computer engineering. I actually started in chemical engineering. Um, I thought I wanted to be a nuclear engineer. And the only reason I wanted to be a nuclear engineer is because I thought nuclear reactors were really cool. Um, so I went into nuclear engineering and, and the university I went to, it had a nuclear reactor on campus, which is really unique and quite quite interesting. I think there's only like mm. seven or eight. Yeah. There's only like seven or eight universities that have nuclear reactors on campus that like students can like learn to operate.
0: That's um, so cool.
1: Yeah, it's really cool. Um, So I started in that and um, a lot of what I was doing for nuclear engineering was a lot of programming, right? So like a lot of simulating what would happen in a nuclear reactor um, to, to see what would happen. And it's not like you could run like experiments in a nuclear reactor, right? That would probably be bad could end up pretty bad so a lot of simulating what would happen um, and a lot of that is code-based so I was coding a lot for my job at the nuclear reactor and I was taking some like coding classes on the side to help my job and my research and I like kind of fell in love with like coding like the programming side of it and was like this is actually a really really cool skill to have and so I was two years into my my chemical engineering and nuclear engineering degree and I took the crazy leap to restart my entire degree um, to go into computer science. So I was in university for about six or seven years. Um, Cause yeah, I had to start from square run to get my computer engineering degree, but I'm so glad I did it. That's
0: so cool honestly what got me into computers got me into computer science is you know the scratch you know the way you move the little cat around yeah I was in primary school and I loved building games out of blocks so (laughs)
1: that is so awesome yeah my first like my first computer science class in university was using scratch like like, so I started from like square one at university so like you're incredible for starting like having done scratch so many years earlier
0: yeah it's a lot of my school so what's one thing you wish you knew before you began your career yeah oh so many things um
1: but I guess one thing that I wish I knew when I started my career, is that like university and a boot camp, if you do that instead, it gives you a lot of foundations to learn. um, But you're going to learn so much in industry that like having imposter syndrome or like not feeling like you're prepared for your first job is so normal, right? Because there's just so much that you need to learn from industry that you don't learn in university. Um, So if you get a little bit of imposter syndrome, like that's okay. and, And you're going to and and it's it's okay because it's it's normal and good to learn after college as well as it is to learn during
0: college so so true getting imposter syndrome all the time like just anyway so I can imagine it's so real what so what resources have you helped along with your way um, along your way and along with the imposter syndrome as well
1: yeah so first like I love the internet because there's so many resources online. And there's also like an amazing Instagram and TikTok and like STEM women and STEM community who who are all content creators and, and creating amazing resources. So huge shout out to to these women. Um, but university and like another huge shout out to like Khan Academy. I don't I'm sure you've probably know. heard of it. Yeah. yeah. I think I watched every single video, like the free online like learning is so helpful. Um, and so don't be like afraid to do that or don't feel like you're you're not smart if you have to like go to Khan Academy to like watch a video to learn something like that's part of the process. Um, so that helped me a lot. Um, and then the community that I was talking about uh, on Instagram and on TikTok and on uh, Facebook and all these platforms, they also help a lot with imposter syndrome too. So a lot of times when I get like kind of nervous, like in at my job or an in industry, or I'm feeling pretty anxious. Um, it, it's hard to have someone to relate to because being one of the only females, it's just harder to communicate with males um, sometimes and just be like, hey, like I'm feeling a little nervous about this. Like I know I'm capable, but I don't feel like I'm capable right now. But uh, having a community online has really helped that for me and has been like, like they're like, but online best friends online cheerleaders being like Josie you got this you can do this so that has really really helped me both in university and uh, in industry
0: and that's definitely what I'm trying to help with and build with is with the confidence in women because I've read along that online that's a very big thing about the disparity of genders and that's Mm -hmm. definitely something I'm trying to help by this podcast and other things I'm trying to do so that's incredible say that that would think that that will actually help
1: <laughs> no this is incredible yeah another resource to add to that list of amazing resources online and amazing content creators too
0: thank you thank you, you i mean you, your, your account is too amazing i will ask you about <laughs> that later but yeah okay yeah. so what's your favorite part about your job
1: yeah there's something so magical about seeing like code you wrote in the wild and being used by like real people. It's so cool. Um, And so I personally feel extra special about what I write code. So I work for an immigration company um, and uh, I know like this is a worldwide podcast, but I work for a US immigration company. And US immigration is like really difficult and really confusing. Um, And it's a really expensive, hard process um, for these people that just want to make a new home in America. And so that's something I'm really passionate about, right? Trying to help these people uh, who want to come to America, come to America and have great lives if that's what they want to do and navigate this, this thing. And so I love that like I can use technology to help these people to like build a platform to make this process easier. And like seeing these people actually like use this process and seeing like we've helped thousands of people get immigration and green cards and visas to the U.S. um, And that was their goal and have saved like hundreds of thousands of of dollars for these people because it's an expensive process because it's so confusing. So I love that like I can work in. I can work in a job that has like a goal or like a mission that I really love and it really impacts like real people. It, that's it's just an incredible feeling.
0: That's absolutely incredible what you're doing. Like I know, like I've heard from my parents that the immigration process, process can be very difficult. So it's, it's amazing work you're doing and it's amazing the way technology can impact people's lives in a positive way because it, things like technology sometimes gets such a bad rep on like Mm -hmm. just because technology but it's honestly amazing like the things you you guys are doing
1: yeah oh thank you yeah technology like is such like a double-edged sword like it can be used so badly but it can also empower so many people's
0: lives in in such unique ways exactly That, that that's great and so what's a common myth about your profession that you want to debunk
1: yes that you need to be smart to be a software developer and that you need to know a lot of math those are both complete myths right i think you need to be hardworking to be a software developer just like you need to be hardworking to do any career really um and i don't do math much at all so don't tell anyone don't tell my professors don't tell my math teacher but i really don't do math during the day um and so if you want to go into like a math focus, like computer engineering job, you totally can. If you don't want to, you don't have to. Math is not needed.
0: That I've actually never heard that before. I've always been told that math is like the one thing you need to go into like uh, like computer engineering. So did not know that. Yeah.
1: I mean, there's my, uh, a lot of my friends who do like more like games, if you like build games, you kind of have to like do the physics of of world creation. And there's a lot of math there. Um, But for like doing like web development, uh, there's not much math there. Um, Maybe like on the front end, kind of like division, trying to make things look good. But it's pretty simple, right? It's not calculus. It's not calc three.
0: And I don't do hardly any math. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good thing to know. Yeah so um who inspires you
1: yeah and I am gonna be a little selfish in this question um and take it more personal um there's not tons of women in engineering or in stem that I have had encounter with like uh in my personal life um except for one I had an amazing calculus teacher in high school and her name is Mrs Carrier and she like I She's so incredible. I love her so much. And I would love to be here. She's a mathematician. And then she kind of went into the teaching route. And she has like two PhDs. And she's just an incredible, incredible smart lady. Um, And so she was the first and this is so weird to say, but she was like the first woman in STEM that I met that like had a successful like like was raising kids and also had this like amazing career and like won these awards and went to this amazing school. Um and and I have never like met anyone in my life that had that had done that. I met a lot of males and fathers that were engineers, but no, no woman. Um so she, yeah, she changed my life, showed me that I could be an engineer. And so I look up to her so much, still keep in contact with her, um, my high school calculus teacher. So
0: so cool because it shows that having that role model is really important to inspire more women to go into STEM that so they don't feel like they're like not good enough or not not smart enough you know so yes
1: and to just know that like it's it's possible right it's yeah, yeah the role models are so
0: important and especially with that like kind of like stigma with um with women like in STEM and mothers mm-hmm. so And I guess it's like that with most industries where uh, mothers are more like not promoted, if you know what I mean.
1: Yes. Or like how uh, if a, yeah, once like a woman gets married or has kids, it's like seen as like a bad thing for employers. Right. But if a male has kids or gets married, they typically get a promotion pretty soon after that because it's seen as a good thing. Like that's crazy to me.
0: Um, Yeah. Like, the fathers are seen. oh you need more money to raise the kid the woman is oh you're not going to be promoted because you're going to spend more time with that kid instead of the work and it's that's such a sexist thing but I don't feel like our societies are addressed enough
1: yeah exactly exactly
0: and so well this is a bit of a jarring question from that but <laughs> what's your biggest failure and why what did you learn from it
1: Yes. So my biggest failure is I didn't negotiate for myself. So I have a little bit of a story. Um, My very first job out of university, I was super, super excited, right? I was making a salary. I was like, you know, had this amazing job, but it was for a startup. And this startup was struggling financially. Um, And so I was the only female in the startup. Um, Yeah, need to preference that only female. So now back to the startup was struggling financially. And so they uh, took me into a room and they were like the, my managers and they're like, Hey, we're struggling financially. Like we need to do like a pay decrease. Is like that okay with you? Like, what do you think? You know? And like, it, they said it very kindly and me not knowing this is my very first job. Um, I was just like, Oh yeah, that makes sense. Like I'm grateful for this job. I like working here. If like the company is struggling, like uh, we can all take a hit. Right. And I didn't negotiate or stand up for my being one I was the only female and two I was the only female engineer um and so afterwards uh, I saw them take other coworkers into that same room and I assumed they were having the same conversation so I assumed that all of us were going to get a pay decrease um so I was talking to my coworkers after that and I was like oh so like how much are you down and they were like nothing like I said that I wouldn't do it and so they're they they did not do a pay decrease for me um and so I was like wait what like at one, I didn't realize there was an option to be like, no, like I'm valuable, I'm worth something. Like you need to pay me what I'm worth, or I'm gonna have to go somewhere else. Like it's, it's not my fault. The company's struggling financially, right? Like, like I'm doing my best to help it, but um, but I I need to be paid what I'm worth. It. And so I didn't negotiate or stand up for myself. And because of that, I got a pay decrease, and no one else in the company did. So I was the only female, the only female engineer, and the only person with a pay decrease at this time, just because I think males are told to like stand up for themselves more um yeah so that was like my biggest like mistake right so I missed out on like a lot of potential money and and it also like demotivated me right from working being like oh they don't value me so like it was it, it was hard to be an employee at that time so like I quickly found a new job and it was and I found a new job that pays much more you know so it ended up being a good thing but um but that was really hard
0: yeah yeah I I can definitely imagine and were they around the same age and like professional um, life if that makes any sense yeah yeah
1: they were so we we were all like a bunch of kids just recently out of university like in the startup that was like raising money it was crazy but yeah we were all like one or two years out of university all the same
0: level it's so weird the different messages that is fed to boys and girls from a young age that mm-hmm. men are more likely to stand up for themselves during this pay decrease and I think if I was in your shoes I would have taken it as well just because I'd be like I would have not been told to stand up myself as much yeah and you just don't know exactly so definitely a good life lesson
1: yeah so any girls listening up there like fight for your value because you are valuable
0: definitely great message so how do you keep learning in order to stay on top of things in your role?
1: Yeah. Um, so I have a personal website and it's like called my experiment website, right? It's secret. No one can find it. I, if you looked hard enough, you could probably find it. But it's kind of where I just like experiment with different because I'm a web developer with different like web frameworks with different uh, front end engineering design principles, um, different things. And so it looks like a total mess half the time. It looks good the other half of the time, um, depending on how the experiment's going. And so, yes, yeah, so I just kind of like practice and learn that way. Um, and, and, and I like having like a hidden website because then I could like make mistakes, right? And, and fail a little bit, like, and it's not as public and it's just private, um, but also still like learning these new skills. Um, and this helps me personally because I don't like front end development very much. And I know that that's important. Um, and so I can like practice front end development without having to, you know, change my
0: career to do it oh that that that's that's very important yeah to have somewhere we can practice
1: huh. or like to have like a side project I think having an identity outside of your work is so important or like having
0: something to do outside of your work is so important definitely yeah you can't just be your work that can't mm. define you no matter how much you love it <laughs> yeah so if you could go back to uni and take one other degree what would you take Yeah,
1: I mean, I can't imagine a life not in engineering, um, but I would love to be a writer. So if I were to go back and like switch my entire life and whatever, I would love to like take communications degree, which is a complete 180 from engineering, right? To just learn how to uh, communicate and just how to write and how to to get messages across because I think that's a really, really impressive skill that people have.
0: For me, like if I didn't take the whole STEM, computer science, math route, I probably would have tried to become an actress. Really? I know, but I've always thought not being yourself on screen was so interesting. That would be so awesome. I could see it. You'd be an incredible actress. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. But instead, I decided to sit in front of a computer all day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> So what advice would you give to young girls who are aspiring to go into STEM?
1: Yeah, um, so first I would say that you're valuable. Learn it. If you learn anything, learn from my, uh, I didn't negotiate for myself. Um, so realize that women and you are valuable. And if anyone tells you otherwise, uh, they're wrong. They're just wrong that you're valuable. You can do it. You can be in STEM. You don't need math. If you like math, great. Um, but you can do it and and people will tell you and it will be hard right you're going to be the only female in the room sometimes but uh, that is okay because there's so many women behind you looking up to you and like supporting you not in the room um, that, that are there for you so you just you can do it is
0: the message I would send them that's a great message yeah and what would you say to the people that say women are inherently less interested? Because I've had this argument quite a bit. So you Have here. you? Yeah. Um,
1: yeah, this is a hard question because even my own parents say things like this, which is crazy, right? Because they have a daughter in computer engineering um, and like they'll say things and I don't think they mean to like be like to say anything like kind of. I don't know, a little, a little bit biased towards men. Um, but just how like women like need to go into like math or need to go into these STEM degrees. And like, Josie, you're extra special because you're a woman that went into the like, went into STEM, you know, um, which isn't true, right? I think that we need to be careful of what we say. Um, and to say that and to realize that there's a lot of like social pressures on women that are impacting their career choices more than they're in like, ability to do the job. Right. And so what I would say to these people who think that women are less inclined to go into STEM because, you know, there are less women in STEM and and they consider that proof instead of like the result. I would say that like when you're building furniture, have your daughters help as well as your sons. When you're fixing the car, have your daughter help as well as your son, right? When you're working with power tools, teach your daughters how to use those as well as your sons, right? And when you teach both your daughters and your sons how to do these things and the beauty of engineering and math that you will see that women are just as capable as men are in these degrees and just as inclined to go into these degrees if they're shown that they can, right? And I would also say to never put down a woman in power because one, she's probably not listening to you and two, but your daughters and your nieces and your sisters, they are listening to you. And if you put down women in engineering and STEM and in powerful positions, you're putting them your future daughters down too. And that's powerful. So your words are powerful.
0: Definitely. Actually, a story from the summer. My dad was making a shed and I'm an only child for context. Okay. I wanted to help with him because he was already like cooking and doing loads of other stuff like around the house because the pandemic um mm-hmm. i was like i want to help with the nails and the like the building of the shed and at first he was very reluctant because well i'm a girl so even though they are mm-hmm. actually very like very forward think they're very encouraging of me going into computer science they still didn't want me to do that and i was kind of shocked by that honestly because I never thought they would be the kind of parents to do that so it shows how inherent these things are and how normalized these things are (laughs) yeah
1: and it's like accidental right I think your parents as well as my parents have the best of intentions right when they when they say these things and do these things they're not trying to be rude or anything it's it's unconscious in a way. Um, I have like the exact same experience, but I have a brother, right? So like, uh, I learned how to like use like a power tool for the first time. Like I'm 25, right? So for the first time ever, I used a power tool at 25, right? That's crazy. But my dad would like have my brother help build furniture since he was like eight, you know? And, and I just don't think he even thought to ever be like, maybe my daughter would like to be interested in that too, you know? And, and I love it, right? I'm like building furniture all the time right now. So yeah. And like props to my parents they're great very supportive but it's very unconscious and it can be hurtful whether or not they know that they're doing it
0: exactly and there was this comment my mom made which I was complaining that I have a lot of talented boys in my class because I go to a pretty good school um and my mom and I was complaining that I like imposter syndrome kind of thing and my mom's like well you're good for a girl she doesn't mean any harm but I just kind of was like what <laughs> you know Wow, yeah, that, yeah, words, yeah, completely
1: accidental, but words do matter, and in, in words, words are powerful.
0: Definitely. So, if it's not inherent, what do you think caused the disparity of genders in STEM, and how do you think you can fix it?
1: Yeah, that's, that's a loaded c-
0: question, I know.
1: <laughs> this is, yeah, such a loaded, <laughs> there's so many ways you could take this question. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it's such a complex topic, right? Because so many things go into like a career choice, right? You have, you have like the social expectations and then you have your own inherent interests and then you have like the, the financial, uh, implications of these decisions. Um, so like, I don't think that there's like a simple answer to this question at all. I do think that a few things play into it, like for, in the scheme of things, women have not been in like the workforce for nearly as long as men right so it's kind of sense like world at least in the us um like world during the world wars is like when women were kind of like accepted into the workforce right and so that's like within like the past like 100 years right but like men have been in the workforce for centuries before that right so in the scheme of things women were like still culturally told that like they would bear the children and therefore their responsibility was to raise this ch- these children And only recently have we kind of seen the shift of like, yeah, women uh, want to often want to be involved in raising their children, but they can do that while also having incredible careers, right? It's a very recent change in the narrative. So I think this is just one of the many things that compounded to make there such a disparity of genders in STEM. Um, and I I see it changing. I hope it's changing. I think that we are doing a really good job of hiring more women in STEM. I think we are not doing a good job of promoting women in STEM. So I think the issue is a promotion issue at this point. Um So like we like you see all these companies being like, yeah, we're like hiring 50-50. Like we have like initiatives to hire more women in STEM, but they're not saying they have initiatives to promote women in STEM. And that's very, very important and a very big difference. And And you see that when you look at like the number of women engineering leaders is still so low, right? The number of women CEOs is like 7%. You know, like these numbers show that women are at the bottom of these STEM degrees and they're getting stuck there. Um and so yeah, a very complex topic uh that I don't think can be like uh unraveled in in a simple way. Um so maybe that just a small taste for people to go figure out what they think. Um but I think the fix is simple. I think that we need a one, just like raise our daughters, not this exact same as we raise our sons, because like uh I don't know you know, women and and males are different, but we need to teach them the exact same things that we're teaching our sons. We need to teach them to use power tools, as I said before, but we also need to like market STEM towards women, right? So in my daily struggle of being in computer engineering, I love like the color pink, right? But for the life of me, I cannot find a really good looking like pink monitor right i can find tons of black ones or blue ones or like a laptop case right tons of black gray and green laptop cases but no pink and purple ones right why is that why aren't we marketing towards women in stem and if we are um we need to do it in in better ways um, and then i think we need to empower women in stem and i think this means financially right because a lot of uh women need need help there. Um, And I think emotionally too, and societally, we need to let women know that they can be in STEM and that they belong in STEM. Um, And I think this helps if we like showcase women in STEM. I think the female astronauts we're showcasing is like an incredible example. Like we had the first all-female spacewalk and that was a big deal. And like making that a big deal, I think helps um, to show women that they can be anything that they want.
0: That's great. And also with Kamala Harris as the new vice president I think it's definitely a very big step.
1: Yeah, no, I'm so excited for that. I did like a post on Instagram, like talking about it. Um, And I think it's an incredible step, like breaking these glass ceilings. But still like uh, only 2% of all VPs have been female and 0% of presidents for the US have been female. So like, this is an amazing first step. We have a long ways to go, so we can do this.
0: Exactly. One of my favorite statistics, can't speak anymore. <laughs> is that there are more CEOs named John than there are women CEOs altogether? And I think oh my that's gosh. A really powerful statistic is really incredible. Honestly, like that the difference. that Yeah,
1: were. that is a really good statistic. Yeah. So,
0: if you could step in my shoes, what would you have asked yourself that I didn't?
1: Yeah. Um. Let's see. I think. I mean, you asked amazing questions. This has been great. Um, I think an interesting question might be uh, why I like the industry instead of why I just liking STEM. Um, because I think computer science is a different industry than uh, math and is different than like a biomedical engineering. And so uh, the different industries have different pools. Um, and so I would like to do a shout out to computer science and why this industry is cool. Um, because, and the reason it's super cool is because you can be a computer scientist and you love technology. Technology, but you can also have another passion that you work for so for example I'm passionate about politics and therefore I work in immigration right and like every single industry needs computer science right so say you really like knitting well like knitting shops still need a website so you can be passionate about knitting and technology and like have a career there or like say you're passionate about like writing right like publishing companies still need technology so you can like have that outside passion and like build them a website and and be in that industry so if you're in computer science you don't just need to be passionate about technology in your career you can be passionate about multiple
0: things because everyone needs computer science these days everyone and especially with everything moving online and stuff computer science is more important than ever oh yes so true so that was some very interesting answers that I've definitely learned a lot so if any listeners want to connect to you online how can they do that
1: yeah. It, it, thank you so much. This was so much fun. Um, and I would love to talk to anyone. Um, I answer all my DMs. And so feel free to send me a message. But I am on Instagram at josie.holiday. That's J-O-C-E-E uh, dot H-O-L-L-A-D-A-Y. Um, yeah, Josie Holiday on Instagram. And I'd love to talk to anyone who wants to talk about these things or, or who needs a network or a support system. I am here for you. And thank you so much. This
0: interview was incredible. Thank you so much for being on here. And you're the, you're the first guest, so yay. Yay, you did it. First one down. First one <laughs> down. Um, as many as it takes for equality to go.
1: <laughs> right, we got this.
0: <laughs> thank you, genuinely. Thank you so much for being on here and for the great insights. And um, stay tuned for the next episode where we'll be interviewing even more interesting women in STEM. See you. Thank you.